What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of She Talks Life. This is your host, Vaughn. And um, I want to say that I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas. I hope you guys enjoyed time with your family. And I want to send a special shout out to those who did not spend um, time with their family. They lost someone prior to the holidays or they don't have any family to celebrate with at the moment and they chose to um, celebrate in their own space, in their own way of healing. Um, and as you know, your resident life coach, I just wanna say that from the bottom of my heart, I wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy um, new year, prosperous new year in the future coming up. Um, I hope you guys are doing great. I hope you guys have had all your eats and your festivities and you guys are ready and rejuvenated to spend the last couple of days of the year just um, getting ready for what's next. Um, I don't really have a topic for today. I just felt like I wanted to come on and chit chat with you because, um, you know, that's just what we do. She talks life. I don't really have anything planned for this episode, but yeah, let's just kind of chit chat. I'm sitting in my office. I have a cup of mint tea. It is December 25th, Christmas day at eight o'clock. Let me tell y'all, when I grew up in Barbados, I grew up on the British side of things. So Barbados was owned by the British, like most um, West Indian islands were owned by the British. We got our independence in 1966, and so we separated from the British Empire and the ruling thumb of Queen Elizabeth. However, she still visited the country every year. I got to meet her up until I was like maybe five or six or seven-ish. She came every year. They would get a group of us from school and we would go and we would greet her and meet her and stuff like that. So I got to experience all of that. So I can literally say that I have met the Queen of England in person numerous times. Um, so with that being said, a lot of our traditions and a lot of our um, things that we did for holidays, we uh, were fostered by the British. So like the day after um, Christmas is called Boxing Day and Canada celebrates it as well. And so, you know, I grew up celebrating Boxing Day. Um, then when I came to America, I found out about Kwanzaa. Um, I'm not really familiar about Kwanzaa. I know it's African-based, um, so I'm not going to speak on something that I do not know or I'm educated about, but I do know that Kwanzaa is celebrated after Christmas, the day after Christmas. So on Boxing Day, we're usually home. However, you know, I'm a slave to the man. And so I have work in the morning. But you know what? I feel rejuvenated. So let me tell you, today I did something that really, this holiday season, let me, let me start there first. This holiday season, I have not done or gone overboard with, anything. Thanksgiving was very low key. We spent it together, just me and my husband. And today we did the same thing. We exchanged gifts. 
We, I enjoyed my gifts. I love everything that I got. I, you know, a few things that I was anticipating and then other things that I was surprised on because I didn't think, you know, that's what I would have gotten for Christmas. So I, what I've received from my husband was really great. I enjoyed it. He liked his gifts as well. And so, you know, I cooked on Sunday. I didn't do the traditional get up today and cook because it's just him and I. So I took Sunday, Christmas Eve to actually prepare our meal. But this morning I made what is a new tradition in our household is a cream cheese French toast casserole with walnuts. And sometimes, you know, I use, I switch between walnuts and pecans. And this year I did walnuts, toasted walnuts in the oven and topped it with a blueberry compote. Um, so it was amazing. We had bacon and sausage and everything next to it as our meats, but it was really wonderful. We sat and watched TV this morning. We opened our presents. Um, I'm grateful for my relationship that I've built with my partner. I am grateful for our little unit of a family. My son called, you know, my son lives in California, so he's working. He wasn't able to come home for Christmas, but I think, you know, in the future we will have those moments where I'm going to be like, hey, you need to come home and spend time with your family and don't, don't feel isolated. One thing I never want to do with my son was to make him feel unwelcome in my house. And what I mean by that is, I've heard a lot of people reference this and I can see it for myself. You know, those moments where you're like, why well, would I would really love that family unit. But however, every time that I try to go home, um, you know, you feel like they're going to judge you where you're at in life and they're going to pick at you. And it's just like has become the norm and it, they bring your anxiety to a whole nother level. And then you feel like you aren't prepared how to handle what they're going to offer you when you walk through the door towards family. I've been that way before, but I've gotten to a point in my life where I've reached the fourth floor, baby, in this elevator series of life. And as I'm here at the fourth floor, I don't give a flying f what they say. I just go, it is what it is. Cause once I go back home, I am who I am. I don't need to worry about them. I'll see you next year. Cause that's, and I will be at peace because I've set those boundaries. However, I know not a lot of people can relate or, you know, know how to navigate that because of, you know, they might have higher anxiety stressors. And so I did come across this one girl that I follow on TikTok and she basically said she spent her Christmas alone. She didn't go home to be with family because she decided to protect her peace. And in doing so, she spent time at home. And so when I said that I will never isolate my son or make him feel uncomfortable coming home, this is what I meant. I don't want my son to feel like that. I want my son to know that he can come home for vacation or he could come home for holidays and he doesn't feel like he's being judged by his mom or, you know, anything to that extent. I want my son to feel absolutely amazingly welcome here. I want my stepdaughter to feel the same way, that way that they don't feel like we're judging them because of the life path they choose. Because I'm going to tell you something, as a woman, 
and an independent woman, I don't want anyone to tell me how to live my life or how to navigate through life, right? I chose the path that I wanted to walk on. And with faith, God has guided me through some tough times, some really bad times, some good times, and some ex exceptionally great times. So I say all that to say that I get it, I understand, but I'm breaking that generational curse where my son does not have to feel like, oh, I can't get a plane ticket and go home and see my mama for a Christmas plate of food. We're not going to do that because I'm welcoming my son with open arms. He's going to have gifts under the Christmas tree no matter how old he is. It is just the, it's just the way I want it. I think when it comes to family, all of us aspire or we desire to have that unit, right? We desire to have close connections with our family. Family is going to be of a different spectrum. It could be the chosen family or it could be the birth family. Um, I think a lot of us sometimes prefer to spend time with the chosen family because of how they expose our endorphins and make us feel alive and welcoming and, and nurturing and so forth. And sometimes some of us go to our birth family knowing that we're counting down the hours until we can go back to our safe spaces. Um, and that's okay. That's normal. That is something that a lot of us will have to continuously work through in therapy. If we are in therapy or if we're not in therapy, it's just a way of life. We're going to have to navigate that. My husband's birthday is coming up on the 27th, my husband will be turning 49 this year. And so he is going to be celebrating his 49th birthday. We're gonna, um, you know, we're gonna grab some cake and he's gonna eat some cake. Unfortunately, I can't have cake because the next day I have to have a colonoscopy. So when you get to the fourth floor and you're in the middle of the, um, the, the fourth floor aisle, when you're in the middle offices, you know, those are the offices that they got windows and stuff. They not fancy. You got a few little things going on in there unless, you know, you done way, way up in the fancy lane of 45. But when you get to that middle section, there's a lot of things that come with it, right? You still sneezing and peeing at the same time, but you got to go and take care of some stuff. You got to get some maintenance and some fine tuning. So I'm going to be having my first colonoscopy on Thursday and so if you don't know as a woman at 45 they always ask you to get your colonoscopy so they can get a look at it because I believe this every five years you get one I believe I'm not sure I think you get the first one at 45 and then you get the next one at 50 and so forth um, they also you know cuz like it's like a routine thing right you get your mammogram in your mid 30s late 30s um, and then you kind of go up. I've had a mammogram from an early age because I had lumps in my breast. But yeah, I, I consistently go and get mammograms and get that taken care of. So yeah, the maintenance is required. And um, yeah, so we're getting some maintenance done this week. Um, also, it's New Year's Eve coming up. We usually go to someplace local in town, which... Um, we would go to like a bar and have a drink, you know, they'll have something going on where you can come in. You, there's usually not a cover charge in my area. We've never, we've gone one place that had a cover charge and we didn't go in. I think it was after nine o'clock, they had a cover charge. But if you're already in there eating dinner, you could stay, they put the little wristband for 21 and over and you could stick around. But 
we've gone to pretty much about two two of the same places and have a couple of drinks and so forth. Um, this year, I don't think we're gonna do anything that way. I had to sip some tea. Um, I don't know if we're gonna do anything to that extent as far as like going out. I do wanna go somewhere. I do wanna go to dinner. So I think that um, because New Year's Eve falls on a Sunday, we um, we can either go out Saturday night or we can go out Sunday and have dinner, come back here, ring in the new year, watch the ball drop and that kind of thing. Then I'm home the next day for, you know, and then we go back to work and start the new year all over again. So, um, yeah, I think that's where we're going to we're going to be at as far as like what we have planned and so forth. Um, for the last couple of days, I really enjoyed the downtime. This weekend was really um, great. I find this weekend felt more at ease because I wasn't stressed about, oh, what am I going to cook? All this different foods, all this different things. This year, God has really shown me to take the time to slow down. The word for 2023 was, it was a series of words. It was self-growth and self, um, not self-care because I, that's a all the time thing, but this year was pretty much about growth. And I think as I propelled into all that I have been going through with the trying to get back in the house, me able to do some things around the house, I found that I was really in a position that was causing me to like be stretched so far in, in my body, in my thinking, right? I had a lot of stretching in my um, physical, but mostly in my mental, my emotional and spiritual guidance. And I think the new word as I chose was evolving when I met my therapist. Um, I met her a couple of weeks back and we talked, she's like, what's the new word for 2024? And I said, you know something, I, I find myself evolving a lot more than I've done in the past. Um, a lot of us feel like it's really hard to start over and it's really hard to connect and find our ways. And I think we, we need a, a guide. A lot of us think we need this guide to guide us what's the first step, like chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, and so forth. And in, in reality, it's, it's all about fumbling to find your way because you're going to go through it and you're going to come out on the other side. It depends on your mindset, your mentality, how you are you know, navigating through that whole entire process and what kind of um, pivots you're going to make when you make those changes, right? A lot of times we're stuck. And so as I see myself evolving in the coming year, I am excited for that evolution. I'm excited for the evolution of this podcast. I'm excited for the, um, the idea that you know, I can sit here some days and I can record and I can just share my thoughts and my, you know, just something out there, whoever's listening, even if it's two people listening, one person listening, and you're coming back every Tuesdays and Thursdays just to hear me ramble on this mic. That's okay. I'm okay with that. Um, I do have the YouTube channel. So these episodes are being posted on the YouTube channel. I am finding my way, but I'm also evolving into me. So um, two years ago, I started loading on YouTube. I started vlogging on YouTube. And so 
within that two years, I've only gotten like 200 subscribers or a little over 200 subscribers. And I realize as I'm evolving, you know, I think the journey is what overshadows us because we continuously try to search for our own self within others. And so we see others come on and they their journey is different. And we're like, okay, why am I not growing on YouTube? And why am I not doing this on social media? Why am I not gaining followers? And even with this podcast, when I started this podcast, I didn't think this podcast as serious as I did my other podcast that has over a thousand listens and stuff like that. And that one's very personal. It's one that I haven't posted on because I moved it to a paid platform. So you literally have to pay in order to hear that particular podcast. But this podcast, I wanted to nurture this podcast into something that the entire world would be able to access. They would hear what I had to say and the journey that I was building and be, you know, moving through and so forth. And I find that um, because we're so afraid of what others are going to think. Um, I was, I was that girl. I was at that point where I was like, oh my God, I, I wouldn't want nobody to know I have a podcast or, and when I say nobody, I meant the people that I knew, the people that were in my own sphere that would, you know, would message me and, 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 and I would call friend or something like that. The only person that truly knew what I was doing in the direction I was going was my best friend. She knew that I had a podcast. She knew I was interested in that because we vibe and we click, right? You're the, you're the company you keep. She's always been my champion, always been championing me on for all that I've always told her I wanted to do. And so when I started this podcast, I had no idea where I was going to go with it, right? I was like, oh my God, is it going to be something that's worthy of others listening? What do people, what people think if they heard it because I'm so candid and I'm so, you know, vulnerable. I had someone before told me on my other podcast that I am very candid and, um, and I was like, you know, some people could take that wrong. I didn't take it offensive. I took it as, you know, me sharing is because I want to help someone, right? That's my testimony. And so I share. I overshare in some other people's eye, but I'm no longer bounded by those past things that happened to me, I've evolved. And so as I evolve, I have to release all that oldness that I was holding on to, all that moments of doubt, all that moments of scarcity or, you know, having the mindset of being scared or being like judged. If, if you know, somebody that knows you personally listens to your podcast and hear my deepest, darkest secrets, you'll not hear those deepest, darkest secrets here, but you will hear how I navigate life, how she talks about life and where she's going. That's why I called it She Talks Life because I just wanted it to be about life. No matter what topic I talk about, someone out there can resonate and they can hear what I'm saying and maybe they can relate to it and, and you know, and kind of connect with it. Um, it takes time. I think we all feel like we need the overnight success. I don't need overnight success. I am here to just turn this mic on, release all that's in me and go about my day. Um, I am currently working on a book. Um, I am a writer. I don't remember if I've ever mentioned it in any of the podcast episodes, but I also am a writer. I've self-published poetry. I've 
self-publish or try to self-publish a few number of works, of bodies of work. But this one is dear to my heart because it's going to talk about, um, you know, life coaching and, and where I'm at as a life coach and, you know, how I can um, help and what what steps I'm taking towards this. So I'm so excited for it that I can't wait to kind of, sh you know, when it comes out and it's released and share it and stuff like that. Um, and so I'm just going to read you a little excerpt from the introduction. It's, this is just a rough draft. Um, I'm not going to say the name of the book yet, but welcome to blank. A Journey Through the Profound Complexity and Beauty of the Human Mind. This book aims to explore the fascinating world of our cognitive processes, taking, through, taking you through the birth of thought, the paradox of dual perspective, and the evolution of our mental landscapes. We will delve into the clashes and fusions of differing mindsets, leading to transformative shifts that alter our lives in unexpected ways. We will nurture this new mindset, harnessing the power of our transform thoughts to leave a legacy that res resonates beyond our individual existence. This book is, just, is not just a mere collection of theories and concepts. It's an invitation to embark on a journey, a journey of introspection, discovery, and change. So let's begin the odyssey of the mind and see where it leads us. Mm. So that's a little excerpt from the introduction and, um, you know, I got all these, I got all these thoughts about perspective and mindset theory and, you know, what methods that we can navigate to resolve different perspectives as we grow, as we evolve, as we change, as we go through things. Um, I listened to a podcast that I recently started following. I found her on Lemon 8, which is that TikTok adjacent app, which is like Pinterest. And she has a podcast and her podcast, she's really articulate and she's very spiritual and connected with God. She just recently lost her mom right before cancer from heart failure. And, you know, she was going through her grief and stuff like that. And she was just kind of, you know, explaining how she's feeling and, you know, when death comes, you don't necessarily, no matter how many years has passed by, you, you, you will remember that death and how it affected you. Like even when my grandma passed away six years ago, I felt this disconnect and I say, like, oh my God, like I, I have accomplished so much and I wish she was here that I could share these moments with her. And, you know, but I do keep in mind that she's here with me in spirit and she, she sees it, right? She's, she's able to see what her generation of legacy has left. And so it's all about perspective, how you perceive things and how your mind works as you navigate through all these different changes of perspective. Um, I cannot wait to share more of this book with you guys in the future. This book should be ready. I won't, I'm not sure when, but I'm working on it and we've gotten so far and, you know, it, it has 
it has aligned me to see where my creativity has evolved, um, especially when it comes to write, writing and being able to articulate on this level. Like this is a different ball game for me, right? I'm a romance loving writer. I'm a rom-com girl. I love poetry. I love to be very in depth, but this is more on the scope of how do I write, not a self-help book, but how do I write in a way that captures the essence of mindset coaching and where the what perspective I'm coming from, if that makes sense. It's not more so like, because I was afraid to write this book, right? I was afraid to share this journey because I was like, are you equipped for this? Are you, are you the mouth that should be speaking to this subject? Do you have that much experience with this subject matter? And those were my doubts playing, right? That was the doubts playing in my mind. And I had to step back and was like, you know what? Yeah, you are. You are the perfect person to write this book because you've lived this change and this transformation. You've changed your mindset to live in the, the current moment that you're in. So why not you? Why not you? And so because of that, I decided I'm going to take a stab at it. So I started brainstorming. I started thinking about the chapters and the way I write. I kind of like to get the chapters already there so that I know where I want to go with it. And then as I go along, things might change, the rewrite, the edits, the this, the that. And um, I'm going to self-publish it. I'm not even going to try to get it edited or get a, you know, a an agent and do that and sell it to some big publishing house or whatever. I definitely want to have this book be given to people that can pick it up for a good price and they read it and see that, you know, if it's something that they're interested in learning. Because a lot of us, you know, um, especially black people, I am not going to say I, I don't know, but I'm going to say there's not very many people that I personally know tap into self-help books or guides or journals because they're afraid to share that vulnerable side of themselves when they know that they're seeking help, right? They're seeking help. Like therapy, I talk so freely and openly about therapy. And a lot of the times I get people question and say, oh, wow, you're in therapy. Wow, I would have never guessed that. You look so put together. You seem so well articulate, like nothing's wrong with your life. And I feel like that negative connotation that therapy is only when you're suffering and going through some shit <laughs> that you need therapy. But no, therapy is just a guide. It's just a guided way to help you go through and, and kind of, you know, break down some, some traumas and, and, and all that comes with therapy and, and help you kind of identify what's wrong and what's working and what needs to be changed or whatever. And then in the life coach sphere, the life coaching is just to get you to the, the path of what, what you're trying to get to. If you're trying to get to a specific goal, but you don't know how to navigate that, I am here to step in and kind of guide you through that. That's what life coaching is, right? We tell you what you don't want to hear. We tell you the truth. We make you see through the mirror, like look at yourself in the mirror and look at your life. Like we actually force you to 
take stock in where you're at so that you can break away from all those bad habits or all those negative things that are holding you back and not freeing you so that you can become the person that you're aiming and aspiring to be. Um, there's a lot of times when we feel like, and here's a story. I'll tell you a quick story before we wrap up. So if you've never been into social media, like the gossip columns or whatever, like the shade room and all that stuff. There was a girl, her name is Nicole Kane. And Nicole was the owner of Nicole Bitchy. It was a gossip blog. And she pivoted her life from that gossip behavior to now this brand of person. She did a mindset shift. And what that means is you take stock in what you're doing because you're realizing that it's not sitting well with you as a person. And maybe your values are being diminished and you're starting to get an idea like something's wrong with your life. And so you're like, you know what? What? I don't want to do this anymore. That's not who I am. That's not the person I am. So I can't live like that. So she shifted to become um, this new business venture. She's built a successful business and her new business is called Exo Nicole. And she has what is called My Happy Flow, which is geared towards women with um, unstable, unhealthy periods. And she is you know, helping them navigate through that. So she went from a gossip columnist to this successful um, blogger where she's shifted from being the nasty negative person and now she is showing out like who she is and, and she's also using her tool that God gave her to be that person but more in a positive light. So that mindset shift that she did was what caused her to become who she is today. And a lot of us need help like that, right? We need that mind shifts um, in our life, but most of us don't want to go through that paradox. A lot of us are afraid to shift because we are afraid of what others will think. Now, I'm granted, I'm sure that Nicole Kane felt like, oh my God, if I shifted to this, the people that came and helped me build Nicole Bitchy, they're going to run off, they're going to leave, and then I don't have nothing. But sometimes because of where you start and if you shift, there there's room for, for new audiences to come, right? New people to come and, and discover you. And the, 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 you always hear people say that your audience, those who are for you, will find you. And that's how I feel. And so in this new evolution of life under She Talks Life podcast and my YouTube channel, I am evolving into where I want to be. I want to be successful on YouTube with the channel. I also want to be a successful podcaster. And I also want to be a successful life coach. And in doing so, I am here to say that 2024, I am aspiring to be all those things by the grace of God, walking in faith in his light, knowing that he has set a fire in me and I cannot go back. I am doing a mindset shift and I cannot wait to share all that with you guys in the next year. I hope you guys enjoyed this little episode that I have for you. 
and I will see you in the new year. There will not be an episode on Thursday. Um, this is the last episode for 2023, and I will pick back up and see you on January 4th with a brand new episode talking about brand new things in life and what we need to conquer, and let's go from there. I hope you guys enjoy it and have a wonderful, wonderful, happy holiday season. Bye, guys.